0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.
1: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Borough purchase at borough.com slash acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at borough.com slash acast. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly
0: supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get reward points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Schindler has a chance to write his name in Huddersfield Town Legend.
0: Hello and welcome to Andy Takes That Chance. Uh, Today we're doing a special episode, Schofield Sacked, uh, following the news about Danny Schofield, and to discuss all things Danny Schofield, what that means for the future of Huddersfield Town, etc. I'm joined by Tom Bradshaw and Matt Shaw. Tom, how are things? Uh, Not too bad, Brady. How are you, mate? I'm okay. Yeah, there's not a lot that's happened in the last 24 to 48 hours, so uh, I'm all good. I quite liked yeah. that intro then. It was like Tom, Brad, Shaw,
3: Matt Shaw. Yeah. It, it was it was just quite
4: Brad is not sure. Had a nice ring
3: to it. <laughs> exactly.
0: And that other voice you can hear is the Matt Shaw you're talking about. Um, Matt, welcome back to the warm-up. It's, it's good to have you, um, you know, especially given these days you only seem to pod when the uh, town have won a game. <laughs>
4: it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, yeah, a, while. It's been it's a long time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um,
0: but no, good to hear you. good, my friend. Okay, so before we get into the Cardiff preview, we do need to discuss the big, big issue at hand uh, and that's our pie chat from earlier in the week. Um, Matt, you weren't there, so I'm going to ask you, what is your favourite match day pie?
4: This is the kind of stuff I listen for, is this Brady? Um, <laughs> do you know what? When Town changed to do, um, it's Joneses, isn't it, in the in the stadium, yes. I think, I had a lemon mint one mm. from um, from one of the kiosks, and that was actually really decent. Um, but ordinarily, I'd, I'd go for a meat potato, but that one, I mean one, was pretty special. To be fair, Jones, is decent. That's a good, that's
0: a good, uh, good choice. Actually, I, uh, we didn't put the tweet out. So uh, look at, look at the
4: statement, Brady. I would take any of them. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've oh, come no, come on. Got no qualms with any of them.
0: <laughs> Who doesn't? Who's like left? Much, so <laughs> Right, Okay. No, we're not talking about matchday plans. I mean, me and Tom talked about that for 20 minutes last episode anyway. Uh, We are, of course, talking about Danny Schofield. He was sacked yesterday after 69 nice days in charge of Huddersfield Town. Um, Obviously, relieved of his duties following the 2-1 home defeat to Wigan. So what we're going to do in this, we're going to tweet the format slightly. We're going to talk about the news, get our thoughts on it, and then answer your questions in the mailbag. Because rather unsurprisingly, your questions in the mailbag about who is going to be next in the dugout. Uh, So, Tom, you've had a little bit of time to process the Schofield news. Um, You sit here with (laughs) your throne of lies. No, you sit here with a (laughs) Danny Schofield shirt on, as we record. Um, What are your thoughts on the whole whole arrangement?
3: Yeah, I sit here with um, a match one Danny Schofield shirt on. Shout out to my uh, mate Rulé for sending this to me, because he obviously knew how big of a Schofield fan I was. I'm very upset about it. Maybe not about the sacking, but just about how it didn't work out. Because it'd just been nice, wouldn't it, to have like a, a proper Huddersfield through and through legend doing well for town. I think it's probably the right decision. Um, not a lot. It's not a lot of time though. But I think it was almost evidently clear that maybe they'll. There wasn't, it wasn't going to change it very quickly. And maybe that he just didn't know what team he wanted to play. And when you're down there already struggling, yeah, it was probably the right decision to
0: to get rid, to be fair. Does it, uh, obviously, you know, you you mentioned about how much you love Schofield. Does it affect how you you feel about him at all? Or do you think it's one of these where maybe time will pass and you can kind of forget the, the managerial stint?
3: I think because it was so short, no, it doesn't change at all, to be fair. It's not like he's um he hasn't done wrong by the club or anything. And he hasn't um it's not like he was in, he's not been in for so long that's affected us potentially getting relegated or anything. There's loads of time left this season. On like that's what I mean though. There was loads of time for him to turn it around as well, and but yeah. Um, it's not going to affect my thoughts on him though, Brady, at all. No,
0: no way. Okay, that's good to hear, mate. Um, <laughs> Matt, I'll I'll come to you. Uh coming to you with a real zinger straight away. <laughs> um, some people felt Scofield was maybe hung out to dry by the club. Um, what's your opinion on that? And your your opinion on the decision to to remove him from his position. Um
4: I've got a lot of thoughts on it, really. Um I haven't quite formulated them all properly either, so this might come spewing out of all different angles, if you like. Um, there's there's just that thing with Huddersfield Town where they get good, and it feels like we self-sabotage, don't we, a little bit. You know, we got good under David Wagner, and we self-sabotage, we, we got good last year. We lost everything, you know, we lost several players. We, we've, we actively look to sell several players, and we lost... You know, a decent head coach. Um, so it, it feels like every time we get good, we panic and we just want to regress back to that comfortable 18th in the championship where we feel happy. And it's probably nonsense. It's just the way it feels sometimes, isn't it? And, and, and the situation of the club. Um, I think you've got to look at the actions of the club during the summer. And I think the way Danny Schofield was appointed was really strange. It, it's not a strange appointment, it makes a lot of sense. Danny Schofield wanted to be a head coach he wanted the job he's not coerced into it he wasn't uh he wasn't shoved into it or anything like i've seen he wanted the job he wanted to be a head coach but the way the club announced it was really weird where the book ended it in carlos's sacking that was it was almost like they shamefully pushed him in it was really weird i think that was just bad just ill-judged you know in terms of how they announced it and then a couple of days later they had the interviews etc where danny was quite uncomfortable in front of the media so then that made danny look quite like he didn't want the job, as, as silly as that sounds, he did. But just because he's not really used to being front and centre, you know, in front of the camera and being asked questions, he was a little bit um, raw, shall we say. But he got better as, as he went on. I thought he got a lot better. Um, and the recruitment, I think, when you look at it in isolation, it all looks quite good. You kind of go Jack Redone, looks good. We, we saw Lewis O'Brien, that was coming, that's, that's fine. Um, Harry Toffolo, we could have kept, but we'd rather cash in on him. Okay, that's fine. Um Pippa, again that that's fine Nabisar, et cetera Levi Colwell, the these players were go in. so um when the argument goes he's lost five or six of the starting eleven at Wembley, you know, a couple of those would start ordinarily anyway during a regular season so um I don't think individually the recruitment's bad in terms of the players are bought in the, the the sort of issue I have with the recruitment is that it doesn't feel very joined up uh, and it doesn't quite align with what's needed it, it sometimes feels like we we come across players that we think, oh, he'd be a good player in future. We can, we can work with him. We can, my dad was a pig farmer. So, you know, his, his job was to buy young pigs, fatten them up, sell them for profit. And and it's a similar sort of thing. Um, Minus the slaughter, thankfully. But, you know, it's, um, (laughs) so it feels like a lot of the time we see good players that we think we can, we can improve and sell on, which is fine. But, It doesn't address the short term in that there are holes in the squad. And when Danny Schofield started the season, it was obvious the defence was wrong. It was obvious the central midfield was wrong. Uh, And that, I think, really affected where he's, you know, his starting point. And you've also as well got to look at um, Danny Schofield's role in the process as well. And I think Danny Schofield's role, a lot of town fans are sort of going, this isn't Danny Schofield's fault at all. He holds no accountability. And I disagree on that as well. I'm a huge Danny Schofield fan. You know, I want Tom shirt, for example. He's wearing. I, I really like Danny as a player. I like him as a per. you know, from the little I've seen of him as a person. Uh, and I wanted him to be really successful. But when you're brought in to do a job of continuity and then try and change everything three weeks before the start of the season, that is the inexperience risk, the, the risk on inexperience that you take. And Lee Bromby maybe at this point as the head of, Football operations should be maybe jumping in at this point and going, well, not too much too soon. And, and Danny's tried to change too much too soon. He's, it, these players are all pre-programmed to Carlos Corbran. They're all like robots, aren't they? Everything that Carlos did was to the nth degree. He's, you know, the the, the analysts um, are working with them, you know, hours throughout the day. You need to do this in this position. You need to do that in that position. And he's changed all of this throughout the season. And then in the friendlies, he's then not really worked on any... Uh, partnerships within these games, they're all fragmented and players are all over the place. There's, you know, there's three or four first teamers over at Harrogate, there's three or four at Doncaster. And again, it goes back to the joined up thinking. Um, There's no experience with Danny Schofield. You know, we've lost 50% of the coaching staff with Carlos and Jorge leaving and then not replaced them until two or three games into the season. And even then you're replacing... A tactical coach in Carlos, a sports scientist with a lead development coach in Paul Harsley. When you've already got a lead development coach in Danny Schofield, so the joined up thinking again there is for me. I would be thinking right, we've lost a brain. I'm not saying Danny Schofield's not, you know, not brain, not intelligent or anything, but you've lost a tactician, you've lost an idealist. You need to replace the pieces of the jigsaw that are missing, and we've not. We've we've kind of gone all in with development. And again, that maybe links up to what they're thinking in terms of buying players and selling for profit in future, which aligns with maybe what Dean's trying to do. Uh, and it also aligns with what he said on Radio Leeds. But it completely screws the short term and it completely screwed Danny Schofield in the short term. But he's also screwed himself. It sounds like Vince McMahon, doesn't it? Going back to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels from the 90s. But, you know, he's, he's tried to change too much. You look at a lot of what Danny did as well, tactically, off the top of my head, you've got Nakiyama playing inverted left wing back, um, which was, didn't, which it looks nice on football manager, but in reality, it doesn't quite work out the same. Uh, even when Pep Guardiola did it with Fabian Delphi it was quite nice, but look at the levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you looking at Oli Turton as a left centre-back, which isolated Tom Lees as a right-back uh, against Blackpool, which did not work. Some of the substitutions he's made, uh, and you and again, you look at, Uh, I think I had another couple of examples of, you know, tactical and the the persistence with Hogg and Russell uh, at the start in central midfield to try and press opposition. There's there's so many things wrong with that and so many obvious things wrong with that. Uh, And you can either blame Danny Schofield for this or you can maybe look at higher up and say, look, you failed to supplement Danny Schofield with a more experienced coach. And essentially... If you think that the club have failed to support Danny Schofield with a more experienced coach, then you may have the opinion that he's been hung out to dry. But Danny Schofield is older than Carlos Corbran, and Danny Schofield's been at Huddersfield longer than what Carlos Corbran was. So he has experience himself. So I think maybe the truth lies in between, in that Danny was given a great opportunity, an opportunity that he wanted. And for reasons within and without and outside of his control, it's not worked, and it's the right decision, but it just feels very, very sad that it came to, came to that.
0: Yeah, and I, I think you spot on there, and you know we've we've talked about it a lot on the show. I, I just, and it's probably worth repeating that now that he has gone, but I, I think it's fair to say, Carlos leaving three weeks before the season starts, that is a difficult job for anyone to come in. Absolutely, I think even if you're the most experienced coach, um, it's it's really tricky. I completely agree with you though about Schofield. Um, You know, I think it's a difficult situation, but I don't I don't think he. Sorry, I forgot
4: to say. I I think I should have said as well. He was brought in for continuity. As yeah. well. Um, if I didn't mention that earlier. I spoke so long there that I've probably waffled and no, no, no. exactly what I've said. So but he <laughs> was brought in for continuity and, and he's not continued the path. That yeah. was the point.
0: That was the, that was exactly my point. You know, I think um I remember going on BBC Radio Leads and chatting to Adam Pope about it. Um, and it was just, you know, I think if you look at it, it made the decision at the time, you know. I know we can all talk about hindsight, but it made a lot of sense. The the club were kind of you know this was a bit of a shock and um, certainly was to us fans and it made a lot of sense in terms of as they mentioned continuity we didn't see that and I do think Schofield had his part to play in that and I, I agree with you what you're saying about if you did want it to work you'd probably get an experienced coach alongside him and one that actually fits and you know covers maybe the weaknesses in the, or you know the skill set that Schofield doesn't have um, but you know Touching on Schofield, I don't want to criticise him, but tactically, you know, I think we were we were poor in quite a few games. I think you know we persisted with we a back four in preseason, and he changes it a couple of games in. And um, I wasn't sure what his best eleven was. I don't think he was. Um, if I'm if I'm being um, you
4: yeah, look at harsh, look at the first half the the other day against uh, against Wigan. You know, at, at times. It's like he'd rolled up in the car park listening to the Arctic Monkeys because he was playing like a 505 system. You know, it was absolutely bizarre. You know, five Ooh. defenders. I know, sorry, I get these things. Here. But there's it's like, all right. but there things like that where it's just, yeah, it's um, yeah, I've probably done that on WhatsApp. <laughs> I don't know that five times, and you're in five different groups as well. Hey, um, if
0: it's if it's good, if it's uh, if it's not broken, don't fix
4: it. Exactly. That's not an Arctic Monkeys song, though.
0: It could be. Well, it sounds be. like one. It does sound year. like
4: one, yeah. But anyway, we're <laughs> certainly
0: doing that. Um, yeah, no, I just... I, I, you know, I think I was listening to the to the other podcast and Stephen Jickin. you know, it's a what if, we'll never know. But if he had actually continued and, and did deliver that continuity, we, we were kind of promised in the statements, mm. it might have gone better. You know, like, we're not... It's not like we we're going to be top of the league, but, you know, we certainly... Wouldn't yeah? You know, I I don't think we'd be in the relegation zone. But I think the thing is for me, and you know, you hit on that hit on the head, Matt. In terms of recruitment, it looks good, and then maybe we're missing in some areas. I still think with that all in mind, and losing Toffolo and losing O'Brien, this squad should be nowhere near the relegation zone. And I think, unfortunately, um, and I've talked about it with Nichols and and Lee's how they've kind of gone off the ball overnight. For me, that's not just them, Jan to them suddenly being are terrible players I I think that's probably in the coaching and unfortunately that's why Scofield had to go to me Tom we talked about a lot I'll bring I'll bring you in um anything you want to kind of add on that
3: no I, I think that's really interesting the continuity thing is a very interesting point isn't it it's it's almost just begs the question you just want to speak to Danny and be like why did why did you decide to go down that route and why didn't you decide to like continue with what you were given the job for really Um, because like you say, as soon as he was given it the point was there's not really going to be much change these two have basically been a big part of what Carlos was doing last year so um, hopefully it would would carry on and it just hasn't has it Um, yeah it's a
0: shame. And to- sorry. Uh, Matt, sorry, I
4: interrupted you. But go on. No, sorry, I was, I was the last thing uh, that were it was sort of to add on to a point you were making, Brady, about the players. And it was the second game in the season where we were playing Birmingham away. And I said this in the WhatsApp group at the time, but I didn't want to say it on the podcast because it, it it sounded a little bit too um, sensationalist after you know just after the event. And I remember watching the game against Birmingham, and I was just thinking. That looks like a performance from players that want the head coach gone, and mm-hmm. and it was a really worrying performance because it it was just so poor, and the decision making was so obviously poor. Uh, it's not been as bad since. There's been you know there's been incremental improvements since, and I do feel for Danny because he's, he's worked on things. He's changed the shape back, didn't, the defensive shape in particular back, and he's tried, and he's he's really tried. And I think there's a really good coach in Danny Schofield somewhere. And the ideas that he was trying were were probably a little bit overcomplicated for players that were pre-programmed for you know a more uh, rigid and um, basic system with what Carlos was doing, um, but I think he's just gone about trying to change too much too soon, and I think he maybe lost the players along the mm-hmm. way um, because he's been brought in to be continuing it, and because he's the man after the man, he's not Carlos. And you saw, didn't you, in all the videos how they all loved him and they all used to call him the professor and, and and all this. They were all big on Carlos and. And unfortunately for Danny, he's, he's the man that's followed Carlos and he's tried yeah. to change everything that King Carlos has done. And they've, and I, th- I think they've looked at him and gone, who are you to change this? This mm. is the way we do things, not that. And I just think there's a complete conflict there. And I feel sorry for Danny um, that he's had to go through that because I think given a complete clean slate and a blank canvas, there's a world where Danny Schofield comes in and he's a really good coach. Uh, unfortunately, the conditions have proven that... This wasn't the the right time for him to have the role.
2: Yeah.
0: I, I mean the other thing I would say, and that Stephen Chicken kind of pointed it out was, and I thought this is someone who's quite positive my myself, Schofield was always trying to look at the, the you know the good points, and that's kind of natural, you know, especially when you're doing media, and maybe that's not your experience. But again, it was kind of like he was being positive when the performances were, were poor. You know, I, I'm not I'm not a tactical expert. Danny Schofield knows hell of a lot more about coaching than, than I ever will. But I think it just again it does it jars like it doesn't really and I, I wonder if the players feel that. And I'm not I'm not trying to speculate. Um but I don't know Tom, Matt, like you feel free to jump in. But we saw how frustrated Sauper Thomas was at, at halftime in the Wigan game. Dwayne was very frustrated when he came off and you know in, in my my opinion mm-hmm. he had a good game. So I could understand that. But um not do that in Jets, public submit.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: no, no, it's a good it's point. Disappointing but it's disappointing
3: that the players should, regardless of who's in charge, should be getting getting behind him. I, I do get it though. It's it's, it's like in any business, isn't it? if you lost a boss that you enjoyed working for and that was successful for you, and then all of a sudden someone else comes in and, I don't know, brings in standing desks and stuff, then you're going to be like, what are you doing? How about um, that? <laughs> <laughs> So you kind of get it, but it's it is kind of a bit of like suck it up and surely in football you wanna if if someone's got a plan and you you've not really given it a chance in reality. Um if if that's what we are touching on here, like players maybe not getting behind this regime, it's it's quite disappointing.
0: And I um obviously we've got your questions, uh the listeners' questions to get through. So I think um we'll move on um I'll come to you guys in a sec but just I just want to kind of add as well like I hope um I hope this experience hasn't kind of affected Schofield's managerial coaching career because I think it's tricky and let's be let's be realistic at this moment in time it'd be difficult to see where he goes but I hope he can can bounce back for this because you know like he was well thought of in Carlos's setup he was you know considered to be a good cog in that um so that's kind of what i'd like to say anything else you guys like to add before yeah
4: do you know what brady i think hindsight's amazing isn't it what we could what we can say in hindsight and i wouldn't have done this at the time but looking back if you could do it again this would have been a better option and maybe the better option because it all happened so quickly maybe the better option would have been to put danny in an interim or caretaker role initially and then if he does well you can you can give him the job and if he doesn't you can slowly move him back and move someone yeah. else into the cog and I think maybe Lee Bromby's copping a lot of stick and I like I, I'm never gonna slag Lee Bromby if I went to school with him you know what I mean and stuff like that so I'm never gonna go in on Lee because I, I know he's actually quite a nice bloke um but he's quite newish to that role I think I think sometimes he's a bit inexperienced at the role and I think the only way you learn sometimes is by making mistakes. And I think maybe he would do the same again. And he's, he's obviously got Dean Hoyle, who is experienced next to him. But, you know, I think looking back, the 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 best thing to do would have been to put Danny in a temporary role. And then if he does well, you go, right, he's ready for the job, let's move in. Um, if he's not ready for the role, you go, all right, thanks for that, Danny. Um, next time it comes up, you know, we'll, we'll revisit this. And, and what we've got now is we've lost a proper through and through Huddersfield town man who's given... Thirteen years service, all in all, perhaps something like that. Mm-hmm. And you've and you've lost a good man. Um, a, you know, a, a, someone said he's not a legend on on Twitter to me in one of the tweets, and that's fair enough. But he he is a bit of a cult hero, isn't he? You know, me and Thomas, and and uh, we we'll, we'll, we've all we've all seen, haven't we, the penalty? You know, the the penalty against Lincoln in the playoff semi final. There was a lot of tension and pressure, and yeah. Danny Schofield was the man who stepped up and really coolly looked the keeper in the eye and. Sent him the wrong way with a with a really clever penalty, and I, I I'm never going to forget things like that, you know, as a, as a Huddersfield fan. Um, so I'm pretty gutted to lose Danny Schofield from the club because he symbolises a lot of good things and a lot of happy memories. And I think old bastards with grey in the beard like me will probably quite disappointed that he's uh, that he's had to move on because the club have put him in a position that ultimately he wasn't ready for, but ultimately nobody knew until he had the role.
0: Mm, yeah. And you, again, we'll, we'll we'll move on now, but it's spot on about the interim. And I think that, you know, as well, it takes a lot of pressure off him, certainly. And I think it changes fans' expectation. But yeah, unfortunately, it's happened. And like like everyone in this pod wishes Danny all the best. And whatever the next step is, um, like us say, it's a shame to lose such a, te- you know, someone who's been so important to town and you've been a good fit.
4: Just a bloody um, good bloke, Brady. That's what he is. A bloody good bloke. A bloody good bloke, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, but you mentioned Lee Bromby there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna move on because obviously they released a statement today because um, we want to know who's who's going to replace him. And I think you know we've kind of talked about it in our WhatsApp groups and etc. But I think the next appointment is, is quite a big one. Uh, so I'm just going to read this uh, paragraph from from the quote. Here's me taking stuff out of the context for you. Um, but in terms of the next coach. Lee Bromby said uh, quote we want a top quality coach and leader who will get the best from our talented squad someone who is not only capable of making the team better as a collective and developing individuals but who is aligned with our club philosophy to be brave progressive and not set any limitations on what is possible or can be achieved so we've got a lot of questions about who we want next so I think it's time for the mailbag
1: You've got mail.
0: We'll head up with this one and we kind of touched on it a little bit. Um, We'll get started and then talk about who we want uh, or who, you know, and some of the candidates. But um, I suppose just to kind of close on what we've talked about, um, folding stuff, he asks, is it just town fans who always want to blame and always point out the things that the club has got wrong? Carlos left and Danny was given the job earlier than planned. It didn't work out and that's down to multiple factors, but there's a good team in that squad. Matt we kind of touched on this a little bit but um, just anything if you if you wanted
4: to add No he's nailed it I think I spoke for way too long about things there and he's nailed it in a tweet which you know <laughs> what, what I've been <laughs> rambling on about for 15 minutes um, yeah I think the only thing that you know he's mentioned Huddersfield fans always wanting someone to blame I think that's just modern society these days isn't it I don't think Huddersfield fans are any different to anyone else or yeah. any other look at you know politically people pointing fingers at conservatives and Labour, etc., at the minute, and all over the place. So, I'm not, It's not a political broadcast, so we're not going to go into that. But yeah, he's he's right in what he says. But um, I think it's just a reflection of modern society.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, fair enough. Kind of kind of covered it there. Um, so yeah, if we look at Bromby's comments, on top quality coach. Um, the, well, it's David Wagner. Let's be honest. A lot of the questions we got about David Wagner. He is the favourite. Mm. Um, and I suppose before we, I'll, I'll ask some of the questions. But um, Tom, you know Wagner is the favourite. Um, we've spoken about this. Would you want it back? And do you think he, he would come back? Mm.
3: Well, I think the uh, the quote from Bromby having no limitations in there is quite funny, isn't it? As like <laughs> it almost makes you think—is it a bit of like an Easter egg? Um, I don't know. I'd want him back in a sense. Um I think it'd unite the fans because he's back. You'd have a good you'd definitely have a good couple of weeks, I think, where people are like, oh, Wagner's back, great. <laughs> There'd be a good bounce around the place. But it's also like that, you don't you don't want him back to then I don't know, maybe ruin his legacy because this is completely different I think to when he he came in the first time I think there's more pressure on him coming in which is it's going to be difficult It'd be interested to see how the fans like would react to that if he did come back because when he came in the first time he came in with almost well no real pressure on him it was almost a bit of a roll of the dice let's see if this lad from Dortmund can even hack it in in England kind of thing so yeah, um, I'm mixed mixed
0: about it, Brady. Yeah, what about you? I I don't... If you had to ask me and I was only allowed to sense, I don't want him to come back. And I know people are going to be like, oh, he's a legend. Like, I don't think you should ever go back. Clearly, Cam's recruitment team disagree with me because we've signed so many ex-players. But <laughs> I think... Wagner would give an uplift, like, straight away. I think you're right about the fans uniting. I think he'd pull us out of the relegation zone. My only concern is, and Matt, I know you have thoughts on this, so I'll come to you in a sec, but it's just kind of, we've, we've moved away from that, from that model, you know, and Wagner will want a lot more control and obviously a different calibre of manager, but Danny Kelly had that control and we kind of shifted away from it as well. And, you know, there was a lot hanging on him. I think the thing you've got to ask as well is, would would Wagner take it? You know, he's he's managed Schalke. He started really well, and then that didn't turn out so well. He, obviously, he went to Young Boys. He got sacked, but I think I remember doing a little bit of digging at, at the time. They were still second in the league, and it was had a good run. So that's a bit of a, an interesting one. But it's not worked out for him since he's left hand Really, if you if you look at it, um, and I just think. It's like you say it's not a clean slate. And I think town need a clean slate, you know, because the thing is, if Fagner did come back in, I, I think people would expect him to do miracles again. And I I don't know. I know this seems silly after we finished third last season, but we've lost a lot of good players who were responsible for that. And again, legacy, I just I just think leave it in the past. And that we have this a lot where like people want former players back. And I, I wonder or Managers, and I think that's because you think of the good times, you know, nostalgic. But I'm not sure the good times would necessarily happen. Um, people have talked about it as a 12-month thing, and I think I could potentially see that works. And if he comes back, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm a bit excited, but I'm a bit, I'm a bit reluctant. But the only thing I would caveat is I'm not so sure about the other candidates. But Matt, you love David Wagner, um, as everyone does, like everyone on this pod. Uh, but what what are your thoughts? Because I know you're kind of a bit
4: mixed as well. I will fight anybody that says they like David Wagner more than I do. I honestly, I am I am David Wagner's number one fan. I even named my son after David Wagner. Kind of half 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 after him. It's middle name. It's yeah, Charlie Wagner. Um, as yeah. Poser said the other day. Yeah. Um, no, it's no, It's Charlie David. But um, there there are things which I don't like about it. Uh, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge David Wagner fan, but the conditions don't feel right for me. Um, David Wagner's a whirlwind, isn't he? he? He comes in, he comes in, he's such a an amazing, you know, I remember working at the club at the time in, in that scouting capacity. And when we had this meeting whereby uh, we were lucky enough to go into a room and David Wagner was going to describe what the attributes and characteristics of every player in every position would be in a four-two-three-one shape, and what we as scouts would go away and look for. Um, and he just breezed into this room like, like honestly, like a whirlwind, you know. So you know, charismatic, you know, and everybody just hung off everything he said, you know. And it, honestly, you get people like that, don't you? Who just everybody just openly gazes at, you know, open eyes, you know, your pupils widen, and everything, you know. And, and I can understand how he would get an initial reaction from everybody. Everybody would love him. The players would take to him. Um, But there's a longevity question mark with me over David Wagner with a whirlwind. Whirlwinds peter out, waves crash against the beach, you know, and and I don't want to find out for the second time in my life that Santa Claus doesn't exist. And (laughs) so part of me kind of thinks I would love to keep David Wagner up on this pedestal where I keep him as the best manager that Huddersfield Town have ever had. Apart from maybe Herbert Chapman, and um, I don't want him to be removed from that. And I look at the conditions at the minute. You've got people argue with me this or with this, and it's fine. You've got a dis. What I feel is a more disengaged owner in Dean Hoyle. He's not as hands on and as um, at it, you know, as what what his phrase was back then, as he used to be, which is fine. Um, I don't think he the conditions quite suit long term success for him. And I think the problem there is that if he doesn't come in and grab us by the shirt, you know, the shirt tail, is it shirt tail, skirt tails, I can't remember. Coattails. He did, coattails, sorry. Coat-tails. He, if he doesn't, yeah. Cut that, cut that. <laughs> but if he doesn't grab us by the coattails and then drag us up the league with charisma, with and pressing, um, then his reputation will suffer. And I don't really want that to happen. Um, and I'm not convinced that the structures are right for him at the minute and, and leading me on to structure there's, I think there's certain things, I wrote what Huddersfield Town will look for before Bromby's statement came out, and it's similar. Um, what I've put is the players are in a slump and they need to avoid what is referred to as PE teacher syndrome. PE teacher syndrome is, you know, an idealistic coach with no playing background or ex-managerial experience who comes in and the players don't respect them because they've done nothing. It shouldn't happen, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um So the players, rightly or wrongly, won't accept another Danny Schofield. Although Danny Schofield's playing career wasn't that bad, but they're not going to accept someone of that ilk. They need someone who either has some form of experience, has an experience number two, or has a good past playing career to fall back on. Um, They need a man manager as much as anything. Um, Maybe, you know, a former captain type. uh, Somebody who can unite, like Lee Bromby said, somebody who can unite and bring them all together and push them forward. You know, there's a lot, you know. It's all David Wagner so far, isn't it? Mm. Um, and they, but they also need, and this is where it falls down a little bit for me, and I kind of get sceptical, is that they also need a modern head coach who can fit into the structure. And this goes back now to, so I'm gonna not so much lift the lid on things, but just gently remind people when David Wagner left, a lot of people stabbed David Wagner in the back when he when he went out. As soon as he was out the door, they stabbed him in the back by saying. Wagner sanctioned all these players. Not true. Uh, well, semi-true. But Wagner sanctioned all these players. They're all David Wagner's players. He did everything at the club. He ran everything at the club. We want to avoid a situation again whereby one man makes too many decisions. And they rigidly struck, stuck to, and a lot of this was Phil, when Phil came in, they rigidly stuck to the director of football operations role slash sporting director and a head coach. And only a couple of months ago, a head coach has left the football club because they've refused to give him more autonomy in, in what the head coach's remit and role was. So two months down the line, are they going to completely go back on the last three years of, you know, saying they don't want to do a David Wagner thing again by appointing David Wagner, who mm. no, is not going to come in and be subservient to Lee Bromby and other people at the club. He's going to want to come in and make every decision that affects the playing side. So, There's a decision to be made here whereby they've got to either break this structure that they've rigidly stuck to and lost two head coaches over because they lost Danny Cowley over it as well. um, Or they're going to go back to what they were in 2017 and hope David Wagner takes us on this massive ride. And if they do that, they could potentially lose Lee Bromby. So there's, there's a lot to think about with this and what the club need to do is look long-term as well. Will this work long-term? Will David Wagner stick around for three to five years and take Uddersfield Town up, up the league? Is it going to be worth what's at the end of it? And there's a lot of things, I think, to think about. And I don't think it's quite as simple as sort of saying, bring David Wagner back in.
2: Mm-hmm. He
4: will. And I think in the short term, it'd be good. Um, it would get. I think it would get us out of the relegation zone. The players would respect him. Long-term, medium-term, is the structure right? Is the football club right at the minute? And I don't think it is.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And the thing is, like, would would Wagner even want to take it short term? I'm not sure he would, because I, I think, you know. Oh, sorry. This,
4: I've written, sorry, Brady, I've, I've written down okay. three stumbling blocks as well, which, you know, you yeah. can, I'll, I'll throw back to you as well. I'll, I'll sorry, because you're asking a lot of questions and not getting the chance to answer <laughs> stuff fine. at the minute. So I'll, but there are three stumbling blocks that I can see, having looked into it at the minute. The first one's David Wagner's wife, Mrs. Wagner. So maybe. We have to do what the Sunderland fans did with Dick Advocat a few years ago where they all sent his wife flowers for allowing him to continue to manage the football club. But his wife, by all accounts, loves it in Germany, doesn't want to leave. So that immediately makes it difficult. His kids have grown up now and and they're not going to come with him. So that immediately makes it difficult as well in terms of he's going to be away from his family. Um, Young boys. um, No, he doesn't have two young boys. He's got a daughter, but young boys burn. As from what I can see, his contract was still due to be in place now and how modern football clubs, once upon a time, when you sacked a manager, you would give them a lump a lump sum compensation fee. And this is why this will probably rule out someone like Sean Dyche for a lot of jobs as well. What they do now is they continue to keep them on the payroll and pay them a certain amount up till a certain time. Uh, and it's usually when the contracts end. And as far as what I can see, David Wagner is still in this threshold. So. To get David Wagner, you'd technically have to probably have to get him out of what he's currently in at Young Boys. If if it's still in process, so either you have to buy him out of a contract he no longer technically really has, or he has to forego what he's getting at the minute from Young Boys. So there's a there's a a point there, uh, and the other point I've mentioned is Lee Bromby as well. How does this affect the role of Lee Bromby? Lee Bromby's got a big say, and a lot of the Mailbag questions are about Lee Bromby, aren't they, Brady? Um, he controls a lot of what goes on at Huddersfield Town, and he will have to um, concede a lot of what he does to bring David Wagner in. So, those are the three stumbling blocks um, I can see, which makes me think he won't be in situ tomorrow. Uh, and this may go on for a couple of weeks. Hmm. And I'll throw yeah. that back to you about what you think about that. Because, yeah, talked no.
0: I, no, I agree. I think the other thing as well, um, and you kind of prompted me while I was talking, was, um, you know, who knows? Like, I, we don't know what David Wagner's like personally, but, you know, I met him a couple of times like when he was town boss. I met, um, and friends met him, and, you know, I'm not going to reveal, like, personal stories, but do it, there, was do it. Feel- <laughs> there was a feeling that he didn't really like the attention. Like, he just wanted to, no, to do. what yeah, I, was no, doing. I don't And I think that's another thing to consider. If he comes back here because of what he's done in the past, I'm not saying he'll be harassed, but, you know, he's going to get a lot more attention. Whereas when he was at, you know, this is no disrespect to young boys, but like he's a new coach. He's probably not going to have as much attention outside, uh, you know, outside of his his job. Um, Because I, yeah, I think he just kind of wants to carry on. And I think, I, I suppose you could argue the other way he'd be going back somewhere where he's loved and he's kind of already on board. Um, so it's a bit of a tricky one. I mean, Tom, Tom, what do you think? Because a, a lot of the questions, I'll, I'll throw this to you, actually. Um, people, we had a couple, so Mike Terrier, uh, HTAFC72, said, why do people want Wagner back? Football wasn't mm-hmm. great. Uh, and he signed off on players, Matt kind of touched on it there. And then Lee Morris, your mate, people have forgotten Wagner's final year in charge, where mm. we were hopeless. I think that's a bit harsh,
4: but yeah, I don't know. What do you? Think Lee is you? harsh. Lee is harsh. <laughs> he, he won't listen to this anyway. But he is. Harsh. He's, all, he's, a, he's a good writer. He is so a least. good. Yeah, he's a good yeah, lad. Good Lee. writer. So um, we let him off.
0: Um,
3: uh, we were we were bad that second season though, but I don't. That was accumulation of things, wasn't it? Um, yeah. What do I think about why town fans want Wagner back? Um, I think it's a bit of nostalgia, isn't it? It's a bit of he came on um what game, not the stoke game, what, what were the one after the next home game, didn't he? And saw the crowd and got such a West Brom, yeah, a rapturous applause, which then obviously I think made people miss him even more. It's, it's just one of those is I think I, I think from a, a point of view, I've when I've looked at where he's gone afterwards he goes into places and he does inject a bit of something into a club he'll he'll he would come into this town squad and win us a good amount of games to get us out of any trouble that we're heading towards now i think and i think that is why a few people want him but it's the, then it is the question again if you want someone with a bit of longevity is he the right man probably not
0: yeah <sighs> I think you, you touched on it there with the nostalgia, and that's like that was obviously part of Lee Morris's question, like why are fans obsessed with bringing back ex players and ex managers, because you hope it starts again. Yeah, um, town fans do
4: that a lot, though, don't they? they? They do, they do do it a lot. To be fair, town fans They always sort of hark back to the good old days, don't they? And I think yeah, it's natural. I think, every I think every it's fan quite base natural. Does that, yeah, bring Alan,
3: bring Alan to, Lee in. No, we're not coach. bringing Alan Desmond Lee. But- <laughs> I was waiting.
4: <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are two points there are two points though uh, there are th- I think Town have brought back off the top of my head I can think of three managers that they've brought back previously and two of them were successful Peter Jackson was successful and Mick Buxton came back before Brady was born in 92-93 and honestly look at the run Huddersfield went on at the end of the 92-93 se- uh, season when Mick Buxton came back and it is absolutely phenomenal um, yeah. they were bottom of League One what's now League One and they ended up almost finishing... Top, I think they might have finished towards top half. It was unbelievable. Um, and then Warnock came in the year after. And the other guy is Tom Johnson in the 60s, who was average, I think, in his spell. Um, and then he came back in the 70s and he was average again. So there's been no negatives. And the uh, that, the, the probability on that makes me think that we do a bad one. So yeah. maybe that, that's another case against it. But... Um, my yeah. mate's
3: already called for Jacko to come back. He <laughs> was there
4: the other night, wasn't it? Has there been a game this season where we've not had an ex-manager? Yeah, we're, totally honestly, we're two home so. games away from wheeling out Andy Ritchie, aren't we? <laughs> I, think, yeah,
0: I, I know we talked about it, but I think it's, it's particularly what's happened now. I feel so bad for Schofield that they brought Wagner back and like, the team's you know, a bit of crap and they're waving him out mm-hmm. at half-time. But that's, that's a separate point. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've talked a lot about Wagner and the, the pros and cons, but there is other people that are being considered. Um, mm. I suppose, well, I suppose, lot, so, you know, some of the names, Anthony Barry, coach at Chelsea, Big Dunk, uh, Sean Dyche, Tom, we had a bit of a Barney about Sean Dyche, <laughs> and then whether he'd actually take that. Um, Pete take Wild. You, <laughs> Matt, no, he's not going to take Yeah, thank you, Matt. Uh, Mike, oh, nothing. Stop it. Stop, he's not going to take it. He's a I know manager. he's not
3: going to take it. I just
0: don't think... <laughs>
4: I know people don't have access to our WhatsApp groups, do so they? But Cozzy's version of Sean Deitch might take it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an in, sorry, in jokes, isn't it?
0: <laughs> ha, ha, we have in jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Liam Manning, outsiders. <laughs> Liam Manning, one of the names I've mentioned. I suppose, lads, if you don't want Wagner, or maybe mm. you don't want him, you're kind of mixed by it, who who, who do you want? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, because, you know, I um, can because go first. Nice. Tom can go first. Mark Who do I want Sean Dyche. Well, Mark Harrison <laughs> says we need someone. To- <laughs> Mark Harrison says we need someone to inspire and organize this team and bring back the connection with the fans. Can't think who's available and fit the bill. Obviously talking about a there, but it's yeah. a good point. Like we do, yeah. I, I, I agree.
1: Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for the award winning seating they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. burrow.com slash ACAST. Cosy, what's your favourite away day? Matt, it's got to be the city ground at Nottingham. Just old school stadium, you're right near the pitch, great atmosphere. But there's nothing like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You win, order now on the McDonald's app.
4: At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We need someone to bring back that connection. Yeah, we do.
0: We're eight eight games into the the Mm. league and it feels toxic. So... Which is awful, really. So, uh, you know, Tom, yeah.
3: who 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 do you want? Who do I want, really? Um, oh, in, I- in the ideal world, honestly, Sean Dyche, but that's not going to happen, is it? Um,
4: yeah. Sean Dyche then, is sat on fifty grand a week at Burnley. Yeah, still, still, it's
3: not happening. Not so happening.
4: Yeah, anyone who thinks Sean Dyche Sorry, Tom, anyone yeah. who thinks that's happening
3: Oh, well, I don't think yeah. it'll happen I, I just, Tom, why do you think it's going to happen? Why do you <laughs> Tom, think he's going to be there? Are I you just, throwing unrealistic expectations think. out to the fan base? Stop <laughs> Towner, projecting these unrealistic Towner, expectations Town are as big as like yeah, Town, He's not too big for That was this argument, week. He's not too big for Town Anyway, you, right. You said you wanted Thomas
0: Tuckle. I had
4: to, t- to start <laughs> you
3: <know> recording. <laughs> I had to, yeah. He'd be good, wouldn't he? Um, oh, the more I look at the list, I don't know. Someone someone mentioned Schumacher earlier. I've seen that as a rumour at the moment. I don't yeah. know about that. See, something like that I don't think is going to work. Um, I think you're going to have to bring a name in. The more I look at the list, unless it's, it's, it's pro- for me, I think if we want a quick fix, I'm, I'm probably going to be more happy with Wagner. Ideally, I, I another person top of my list is Paul Warren, but that's whether you, I don't know how much that would cost from Rotherham and he's actually doing all right at Rotherham this season. And I think one of his main goals is to actually have a season where he keeps Rotherham up in the championship for, well, as long as he can. Um, and then the more I'm looking at it, Michael Carrick is becoming a little bit maybe do a job. Matt, Matt mentioned that like when he went through his list of what we need, I thought a few of those, he ticks those boxes. He's a name, people that the players would respect him. He's going to have contacts and stuff like that. So I think they're my, they're my three. So the realistic one there is probably Michael Carrick, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the only thing I would say is I don't think it's a great market of people who are available. Um, and I, I kind of, again, hindsight doesn't help, but I feel like if you were going to do that, town needs to do that when Carlos left. I, I almost feel like I joked about this with Matt and yourself, and but there is kind of 11 games until the World Cup. We've got two weeks to make a decision. Mm. You know, I joked about Warnock, but like I almost, I don't know. Like it's just a bit of a firefighting job now, but you, we need to think about it long term. He's on his comedy tour though, Brad. He's not. at is. Do that up, is. is. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, Matt, I don't know. Out the names, um, who, who jumps out at you? Because I, I think this is it. Like this players, this managers you'd want. Um, and when I look at the list, of, apart from Fagner, like there's not. I suppose you could look at Nigel Adkins, but I I wouldn't want him. Ooh. Um to be honest, like, but there's not a lot of experienced names in there. And I think we've kind of all talked about how we do need someone who's experienced. So it, well, I can see why people keep going back to Vikner.
4: I think the thing is that experience doesn't necessarily need to come from the head coach. It needs to, it could come from his assistant. Um so I think there's that way of looking at it. I, I've made a I've, I've made some notes against a lot of them um in the betting, uh, if you like. Um I think in an ideal world you would want david wagner to sweep in you know like um the magic man he is um rescuers and then leave on a white horse at the end of the season with it being preempted and say and and say thank you guys i'm off back to my family in germany whilst keeping us safe and then we can start again in the summer with you know properly again yeah with um one of your idealistic coaches if you like um Part of me thinks that if it's not going to be David Wagner, we might not have heard the name of the coach who it could be yet. Um, That's a good point. There's a couple, there was a name, I'm not sure if I'm betraying trust here, but there was a name I heard in the summer um, that was potentially in the frame. Uh, I can't remember who told me now, so I don't know if I'm betraying it or if I've made it up. <laughs> this is what happens when you hit 40, Tom. You, honestly, you forget, <laughs> forget who told you everything. I'm dangerous. Um, but yeah, so uh, Anthony Barry. Um If you look at it, honestly, I'd never heard of him until I looked at Wikipedia. This is a, this is the levels of research we go into on this podcast. I mean, but let's
0: I'll, be honest, this is what everyone's doing. <laughs> yeah, of I? course they do. Yeah, yeah. I, I
4: looked, I looked at Anthony Barry, and I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And it rang a bell. Like you're know, like some, it sounds like someone who's played fullback for Scunthorpe, isn't it? In the, yeah. the <laughs> late 1990s or something. And apparently, it's Akron and Stanley, so it's close, it, you know, similar <laughs> sort of thing. But does he come in and command the respect of everybody? I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's PE teacher syndrome and that's really unfair because this guy coaches Belgium with mm-hmm. Roberto Martinez so it's really impressive Chelsea Belgium I think a lot of it will be on the personality on his personality and I've not watched any videos on him he could be a dark horse but I don't think he'll be a front runner if you know what I mean mm-hmm. this is turning into horse racing now <laughs> um Liam Manning MK have done the exact same thing we've done they've sold all of their best players and find themselves in the relegation zone in league yeah. one. I think Liam Manning's really a really good coach and I think if it had been early in the summer I'd've been all for that because he plays great football he's had a good upbringing at West Ham um, He knows what he wants he's very sort of he's a bit more fluid than Russell Martin if you like that kind of coach um, but at this moment in time I don't think I think I don't think you can sell to Huddersfield fans like Brady said it's to, it's a little bit toxic in some sections um does bringing a guy in from League One, the relegation zone, to the job, get fans on side? I don't think it does. Does it? Um, so maybe not. Duncan Ferguson. Could you imagine saying no or trying to sack Duncan Ferguson? <laughs> it's not happening. He's here for life. So no, I don't. He I, would I, I love Jonathan
0: Hulk, though, Those two together. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: But I don't think that Dean or Lee would be able to manage Duncan Ferguson. So I yeah. think potentially he's not going to be considered because, I mean, if, if it ticks a lot of boxes. There's no way you don't respect Duncan Ferguson. Mm. When he's been um, caretaker at Everton, they've actually done pretty well, and, the, and he's yeah. got an immediate lift. Um, he's experienced. He's, he'd actually, be I think, be quite good, but could we afford him? Could we afford to pay him what he's getting at Everton? Probably not. Um, an interesting one's Neil Collins. Um, there's the Bromby link. So obviously it's going to come from Leeds. This, you know, the play together, I think the cross paths at Leeds slash Sheffield United, that sort of late two thousands period, everything Lee Bromby tries to do is from the late two thousands, Leeds United period, by the way, <laughs> there's always a link there somewhere. Um, he's in the American second tier though. Um, he's got John Stead as his assistant. Um, and I heard his name quite a while ago. Um, so I've, I've watched a few YouTube videos on him, you know, and things and heard him speak. And he's, He's actually really improved Tampa Bay. is interesting. He's, he's taken them from, I think, 12th to winning the league in like two or three seasons. And I know it's second tier of America, but he does seem quite impressive. And in the mold of a hecking bottom slash wilder, you know, solid teams who play expansive when they can. And I think it's interesting, but I don't think you parachute somebody like that into this situation. I think that, again, that's a summer appointment kind mm, of thing. Yeah. Sean Dyche is a no. Pete Wilde, I really mean you Brady had this um joke, didn't we, in WhatsApp? Because I really like Pete Wilde, but he's not got he's in the list. He's not got the experience yet. But he, he was he fantastic at Halifax, honestly. He did yeah. well at Oldham, did really well at Halifax. And he's smashing it at Barrow. I think maybe the next time it comes around, Pete Wilde will be top of the list. Cause he unless Bradford get him first, because he uh, I think he's going places Pete Wilde, but maybe not now. Carrick is interesting, um, as is Ryan Mason's not been mentioned, and there's similar there, Ryan Mason on his, on his coaching path. Both would need... The problem with Carrick or someone like Mason is they're on good money at Spurs and Man United. And, but they, they'll bring respect. They both played for England. They'll bring respect. They're both astute thinkers, but they've neither really got championship experience from a coaching, managing point of view so they would need to bring an experienced number two. And you're already going to have to pay Michael Carrick or someone like that a lot of money to come in the first place. And then you're going to need to really pay for a decent number two. Could you see town paying big whack for a number two? No, not really. No. So I think that's my issue that they might do, or they might find a, a suitable candidate. Gareth Ainsworth's interesting. Lee Morris likes yeah. Gareth Ainsworth. Yeah, so, he, does, you know, he does. He takes Lee, Lee Morris' me. box. Yeah. Um, I actually think, in a lot of ways, he's not a bad shout, you know. Mm. No. I the, the thing, I think most fans would hate the football. <laughs> they would absolutely detest the football. And he's very much out of the Cowley's mold of shithouse. Well, Matt, Matt, Matt. Have I'm you seen that Ryan Tafasoli then. video?
0: I haven't. De- but Matt, I'm just going to oh. jump in there because we got asked the question about Wagner and style. And you may disagree with me, but let's be honest fans would not care for winning games. Like, that's, the, that's for Honestly, me. Honestly, I loved Wagner's style. If we, yeah, if we win 1-0 and we're crap, like, we would, yeah. we would love it. There's a certain point. As, as a
4: football fan, I, I love control of the game. I love us to be in control in yeah. the ascendancy. And Wagner's yeah. team had that momentum and the fans could get behind it and get excited. We had a lot of shots, but we wouldn't register high on XG because yeah. a lot of the shots were from outside the box or so we didn't commit a lot into the box but we were that? structured. Well, like Carlos, maybe it works yeah. at this level. Uh, um, Premier League was a bit crap. Yeah, okay. Yeah. With <laughs>
3: Ainsworth, with Ainsworth, it uh, works on two fronts that question as well. Um, style, because yeah. it'd probably be the first manager we've got ever had who's a bit out of the box in the way dressers turn up is oh skin. yeah, dressers like me. I'd be i <laughs> able to yeah, I'll be able to I'm wearing
4: skinny jeans now, not but black skinny you know rock jeans and yeah. I'll, I'll stick my Guns N' Roses t-shirt on. He'll come on the pod and we'll just sit there and talk about Ronnie James Dio and all the all the greats. He, he's, he's amazing. Um, Paul Warren was the other one. I think there's a lot to like about Paul Warren. Yeah. Three promotions, a Football League trophy. Not the best style of play, but would it be better with better players? Although that's, I can, you can argue that we don't have better players than Rotherham at the minute. Yeah. Um, you get more money, you get to work with a better caliber of player, but he's a Rotherham man and I'm always really sceptical of ex-players that do well at the club where they manage. You know, Paul Jewell did well at Bradford and Wigan, for example, and did crap everywhere else. Um, so I'm always a bit sceptical. Um, there's a few names not mentioned. Um, one of them I think is interesting. He, I think when you first hear the name, you immediately will go, oh no. But He's, he's got a reputation of being a bell end, to be honest um, but there are a lot of things to consider he'll get respect due to his playing career mm. um, he's got Chelsea connections he's got a lot of knowledge um, a former captain he's got championship experience Frank as Lampen. a number two he's rena- <laughs> almost he's renowned, <laughs> is a, renowned as a man manager motivator as well uh, with his captaincy and he almost joined Huddersfield Town in 1999 mm. John Don Terry. Terry. John Terry. That hasn't been mentioned. Bloody I know. I would hate yeah, that. I, I know. See, you've done that. it. You've got. Oh, no. <laughs> you done it. Yeah. But I think when you sit and think about it for half an hour, like I did this morning, you immediately go, "Oh no!" And then you kind of go, mm-hmm. "Oh, actually, there's mm-hmm. some things there that actually marry up." Um, but we 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 just cancel. We're going through the names at the minute and just yeah. throwing. Yeah. Dust. The the other name. Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll mention it. The other name. That I've got, which hasn't been mentioned, is a guy who has managerial experience. Didn't go particularly well. It went okay. Uh, Is Brian Barry Murphy. Uh, He's very well thought of at Man City. We love development coaches. It's not the time, like I say, it's not the time to parachute somebody, an idealist in like this. But I would imagine someone like that would appeal to Huddersfield Town because uh, of the style that he brings. He had Rochdale playing tiki-taka. There were all sorts of videos going around at the time where they had Rochdale passing... Uh, passing teams to death in League One, town fans don't like that, I know. But I think there's a really interesting. Co- and I had a chat with a friend who was involved in football about him not so long since we were just chatting about coaches and stuff, and um, he's saying, you know, his, his details really good and he's got a huge reputation within the game. And what happened at Rochdale is is widely regarded as not him, and he actually kept them far higher than what they would have been without him. So. I think that's an interesting one to maybe think about as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the only issue is you're parachuting somebody in. It's PE teacher syndrome a little bit, isn't it? You're par- you parachuting a guy in who hasn't got a huge name or a yeah background in playing. It is quite a long into name, this. Though, to be fair. It's yeah, it is, name. yeah. Can you, <laughs> imagine, can you imagine if they charge <laughs> per penny <laughs> per I name think, on um, the shirt per letter?
0: <laughs> we'll we'll kind of we'll move on to the to the Cardiff preview shortly, but I think um I get what you're saying about Carrick. Um I suppose the only only thing is, and let's let's be true if we did go for someone like that, if, if it was realistic. Exam Football is a exam. <laughs> football is a it's a it's who you know. And like let's yeah, let's course, be fair, uh, like that's what we, we need though. Yeah, if we got Carrick, for example, we would suddenly get a lot of Young Man United loan players who are half decent, like if we wanted to yeah. do that, links well, I mean,
4: to at, West Ham and Newcastle as well, so.
0: exactly. Yeah. And look at you know, I know some people feel funny about the Cowley's, but like you, you know, we wouldn't have got Smith Rowley if it wasn't for that Cowley connection. Um, so I suppose there's a benefit to that. The Cowley
4: connection. I do you know who the <laughs> ideal person is for this job, Brady? And we won't get him, but do you know who the and everybody absolutely detests the guy? Do you know Danny who the Cowley. ideal person is? <laughs> Almost, but he, he is ideal for the role at the minute but someone who people dislike even more
2: and she it's Nathan, Jones. People... Nathan oh, Jones Nathan I, Jones honestly, I F- honestly he to... ticks every yeah. box
4: three times over but yeah, he he's does. an arsehole and I don't yeah. think
2: anybody but will be, yeah but when he's your when he's your arsehole
0: When is your arsehole surely yeah. you surely you love him don't <laughs> the, the only yeah,
2: exactly the only
0: other name in terms of bosses who are available um I'm already talking myself out of it because I can't see it necessarily in the structure. But a manager who is free, who um, probably don't get a lot of credit where he was before, but he shifted mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of deadwood out of the club and started playing young players and did well. Michael O'Neill at Stoke. Um, and and he did really yeah. good with Northern Ireland. But I just can't I don't know if he'd come to the structure. But um, I actually I think, he would. think that could work.
4: Short term again, isn't it? I think he lost term. himself at Stoke. That's that's but then again, which managerial appointment isn't usually short term? That's yeah, the, exactly. this is the they've really so...
0: got 18 months anyway. I think that's it. Yeah, give it gigsy um, till the
4: end of the season.
0: Give it gigsy. If... We'll definitely not give it. It's, that's the, going it's on.
4: the meme for God's sake. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: anyway, right?
0: <laughs> we have talked a lot about coaches, I'm sure we'll do more on when we know, but I, yeah, I, I think it is interesting. Like, if you look past Wagner, it's not. This is the problem, isn't it? We need a firefighter, really. And yeah. a lot of the names mentioned would, would have been good at the start of the season, but we'll, we'll see. I'm sure more will come out. There is a game to talk about. This is what we normally do in the, the warm-up, but we'll keep it very short with this. Cardiff. Obviously, we all know where uh, the situation with town. Cardiff, they won 3-2 in midweek against Middlesbrough, but that was their first win in the last six. Um, I suppose the question is, we're going to have Narsic and... Uh, I'm very in charge, but um, before we do that, Cardiff, you'd probably be targeting this for three points. Mm. Um, you know, given Cardiff's form and given it's a yep. home game, uh, I know they're kind of managerless, it can work one of two ways. Um, but before we talk a little bit about that, anyone from Cardiff is your key opposition player, lads? Tom, um. Oh my God! Do you know I've got to touch
3: on is our recent run against our recent run against Cardiff is horrible to look at. Um, Sixteen games, uh, five draws in that; all the rest losses. The last win, obviously, we won one last season. But John Russell, it's, just, it's crazy yeah. that in it, and it couldn't have much of a burger team if you wanted. Amazingly, though, we are still. We have a better win ratio against them. It's thirty to twenty eight. So they've caught up a lot in the last few years. Um, I don't know, man. I had a look at that squad. It was, it's, it's all right. Um, I've, I've gone with Robin Robinson, who's on loan from West Brom, just because um, he's got two assists in two games, and you, you kind of know his quality. He started up top the other night against Middlesbrough. Um, yeah looked a handful, lasted about an hour. So maybe it's a, a sense of, and he, he came off early in um the other game he was in as well. So I just think you keep him quiet for a bit, maybe he won't be creating as much and then he'll be subbed off. Um, yeah. So I've just gone with, uh, with Callum Robinson, Brady.
0: Same, same to me, yeah. asking, let's be honest. We were talking more about yeah. I Town would never pay his wages, but I think he's really good at this level and I think he could have worked well for town. But um, we um I swear we say a lot about every player when yeah. we do this feature. Matt, anyone you, you picked out?
4: Yeah, so Cardiff don't score a lot of goals or they hadn't scored a lot of goals until they put three at Middlesbrough. That was slightly yeah. worrying in midweek, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but the man who gets a lot of... Um, assist. Well, not a lot, is it already? But the Callum O'Dowd has contributed to four of the seven that they've scored to assist two goals. He had a bit of a rough time at Bristol City, so I think he's a player with something to prove at the minute. And he started the season quite well for um for Cardiff. Um, so I think he is probably their key player at the minute. I like Callum Robinson and Perry Engie at the back's decent. Yeah. He's good. Uh, but yeah, I think Calamo Dowder at the minute is probably the form player for Cardiff and depending on whether he plays right or left, um, Turton or Nakayama or whoever's there is going to really have to sort of look after him. Mm.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Tom, you uh, it's time for a view from the other side, isn't it? You caught up with someone, didn't you? Would you like to tell us a little bit more?
3: Yeah. Tom, Tom, go to Cardiff was the result. And I caught up with Tom um, and we discussed what their thoughts on ahead of uh, Saturday was. So here it is
4: we've lost to a pub side we've literally lost to a pub side
3: hi tom mate thank you for inviting me to cardiff today um it's a pleasure to be here um so i've got a few questions for you if you don't mind me asking um so first off what are your thoughts on cardiff's start to the season
5: the word i'd use to describe cardiff's start to the season is inconsistent there's times where We've looked really quite decent, such as the first half in our last game against Middlesbrough, where we were 3-0 up before half time. Then other games where we've just not looked at it at all, like the seven-side derby away to Bristol City, which we lost. Like it's, It was always going to be a bit of a tricky one um, to get any kind of solid form going with the amount of incomings we had and players who need time to gel. But hopefully that can be a thing of the past now. Um, Like I said, we've just come off a pretty decent result away to Middlesbrough, which was always going to be a tough place to go. And hopefully it can be uh, the start of something and putting some decent form together.
3: Which players should we look out for this season?
5: We've got quite a few players I'd say to look out for this season with the amount of sign-ins we made uh, in the transfer window, be that people coming in on loan or uh, permanently sign-in. Um, if I had to say one player to definitely look out for would be Callum O'Dowder. uh We signed him on a free... But I think he's probably been our best player so far this season, uh, definitely our best creative outlet going forward. He's contributed to quite a few goals this season and um, looking forward to the rest of the year. I'd say uh, O'Dowd is definitely one that everyone should be looking out for. And what's your score
3: prediction for Saturday?
5: Like I said previously, I hope now that um, after coming off the back of a good win away to Middlesbrough, that we can pull a little bit of form together and Saturday's a perfect opportunity to do that. Uh, Huddersfield, it's not always a bit of a tricky place to go, um, but with all that in mind, I'm going to go with a close game and say a 2-1 Cardiff City win. And there we go.
3: Thanks, Tom, for uh, giving us some insight there.
4: Two yeah. nice guys there, eh? Yeah. Okay. Having a nice, nice chat.
3: <laughs> it was very um, good to hear. It's always good to hear, in it, what um, town are going to struggle with. In the upcoming yeah. game.
4: <laughs> he's, he's decent though, he's Tom from Cardiff. I think he's um he's one of the good ones, isn't he? That way we get yeah. positioning for from the yeah, so- yeah, definitely.
0: Um okay. Well, this is probably this is making me think we should do the warm-up like this, because we've rattled through half of it. <laughs> I know <minutes>. it's great. <laughs> um <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're the boss time. Um so this is I suppose this is the most interesting point in terms of the preview for Saturday. So in Schofield's last game, it was 3-4-3, according to surface score. I, I agree with you, Matt. It was, it did feel like five defenders, five attackers at, at <laughs> one point. Uh, but it was, according to the surface score, Nichols, uh in goal, back three of Lee's, Helic, and Bete, four of Turton, Kasumi, Redoni, and Nakiyama, and then Holmes, Ward, and Thomas, um, as the three at front. Matt, what would you what would you do for this one? It, it'll be It'll be interesting because, um, do you know what? And this is hoping more than necessarily thinking it would happen. It reminds me of uh, when we played Forest. they just got rid of Hugh and I was chatting to yeah. all the Forest fans. They were like, how many are you going to put past us today? And I kind of feel like this with Cardiff. But maybe we'll see a response. And I think I think we might see a response. Um, but what would, you, what would you line up in this one? I think
4: when... I think Danny's really unlucky, actually, because he stumbled. I think during the game he, he changed system three times. He started with um, the three-four-three three with Nakiyama coming in to form like this sort of diamond shape between the two defenders, and then Betty went left, and Sabo was supposed to drop off a thing, but he never he never really dropped off, so it fell down because Sabo didn't really know what he was supposed to do. Um, but I think in theory that looked quite nice, and I, it, I imagine it looks really nice on the training field, but. it didn't work, but he changed to three-five-two second half, brought Pat Jones on, didn't he? And then for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, he changed to a four-three-three, three, and we looked good. In that 10-15-minute spell, the best football I think we've played under Danny Schofield. And it was enabled by David Kasumu playing that deep defensive midfield role and being quick enough to get to second balls and mop up certain situations. And he's so key. He's literally the only central midfielder we've got at the minute or it feels like mm. he's the only central midfielder we've got because we're playing Hoggy at the back and we're playing people saying Russell should play 10 etc so it feels like he's the only natural one but he allowed Tino and Rodoni to get forward and support and I thought we were really good and you can say a lot of things about that Wigan game but it wasn't boring by any stretch mm. of the imagination no it wasn't um, so for me Nichols in goal turning at right back just to for the solidity um, Helic Lees Nakiyama at left back, midfield three, Radoni, Kasumu and Dwayne Holmes to start and then Sauber, Rhodes and Jones up front. I think Rhodes has been better than Danny Ward so far this season. I thought Wardy was yeah. uncharacteristically poor on Tuesday. Um, not going to go in too hard on Danny Ward because he's been outstanding for a year. Uh, and Pat Jones, I think he's fine coming off the bench to do things. Um, but I'd just like to see something different up there Tino brings something different I think a bit deeper and I'd like to see Jones push on their defence a little bit to get in between the fullback and centre back so um, maybe swapping for Tino at some point during that game if it's not working but yeah I think that's a good balance um, enabled by Kasumu and Holmes in the middle Um, but yeah um, see what happens two on to town as well I know you didn't ask but I think I think we'll win
0: well, I was gonna ask you, jumped ahead. Uh Matt. Uh sorry, not Matt. Tom. You're the other person on this podcast who's not Matt. Uh, how would you line it up? Um, I I think I think what
3: Matt suggested there is pretty spot on. I'd definitely bring in Rhodes in, I think. He's just looked that bit sharper and it looks um, good, doesn't he? When he has yeah. He and he's only been on He's only been coming on for about 20, 15 minutes. And that oh, that, that beating the crossbar against Wigan was so close. I think it just got, yeah, nicked, that. it just got nothing nicked well. by their, their defender, like just, and it just lifted it up. Oh, a do you know, I
4: feel really bad now, Tom, sorry. Well, I'll say this before I forget, but I feel really bad for saying for Danny Schofield that we've kind of gone into that and not actually saying how unlucky Danny Schofield was throughout his yeah. tenure. So much bad luck with Hawkeye. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I anyway, I've said have, it now.
3: Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah you've got to take that into account haven't there because there's, there's been chances in games hasn't there there's been chances where we've just not been clinical um which was kind of one of our good points last season we took us chances and defended well um and we've all we've almost flip reversed it this year um I yeah I, I'm going same as Matt to be honest I think that sounds perfect it's so it was so good to see Kasumu back in um some of his challenges is exactly what you were expecting from him and what we got a glimpse of for Burnley let's just hope he can just keep fit um yeah um Holmes- David Wagner would love Kasuma. Mm. home's dropping back have been nice and that'd, that'd be interesting to see that um um and Andrew causes you problems doesn't it that, that's the one he's he's our player that's going to cause any team's problems this year um, maybe he only does it in spells. That's what. He, that's the only thing he's. He can't. He goes for about a half an hour, twenty minutes, where he's like unplayable almost, um, and then sometimes just drifts away. So um, maybe it's it's managing those moments with him as well is is quite an interesting step forward this season, I think.
0: Um, but yeah, that Brady. There we go. <laughs> um, I agree with you both about roads. I think he he looks sharp. I, I think what I've really noticed, and this is this is no disrespect to Ward, and I actually think Ward's energy maybe is a sub because you would have to take Rhodes off at some point. It could, could help, but Rhodes is just he's he offers something different to Ward, and he's just so good at like he wins those challenges high up the field when we're under pressure. And he uh, yeah he I think he deserves a nod. Um, I know he got a start a couple of weeks ago, but yeah, um, I like again I thought Holmes got some stick. Um, in against Wigan which was, was unfair I thought he was pretty good Um, so I I quite like the idea of Rodoni Kasumi Holmes so I'm going to Nicky midfield Matt Um just Jones. give me the job
4: maybe we don't maybe yeah, just exactly, give me the job you know? hey, <laughs> tell you what you know
0: put us three in because I'll be home <laughs> uh, for Saturday I'm, I'm definitely going respect anyway. that won't they yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like um, that time Tim Sherwood let a fan sit in the dugout the last time. Oh,
4: yeah. oh well, yeah, but what about his win ratio?
0: <laughs> yeah, true. Um,
4: yeah, yeah, no, I think the same,
0: I think the same, to be honest. The, the only one I'm, I think Pat Jones is really good, but I just, mm, I don't know. I I have a question the mark over
4: Sober. There's a question mark I think over Sober after uh, half time, this half time thing. And, yeah, do you know uh, what? But I'm but Dan, because Danny Schofield is gone, yep. it might not be a, an issue anymore. But, yeah. but I I, I think you out. have to, I think you, you I'm I just throwing this to you now, Brad, I think you absolutely nailed it online the other day with what you said about Sauber Thomas and the stickies getting. Um, it's ridiculous. Um, some of the, you know, I've, I've been, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that the famous, I'm not going to betray confidence thing, but I'm not going to sort of, say who's who's told me things but people have told me certain things that some of the stuff he's getting on Instagram and other means is, is absolutely abhorrent at the minute stop being a twat yeah. essentially is is the message um, and just you know what I mean there's there's having an opinion which is fine isn't there and there's been a twat just don't be a twat
0: just it stop slagging off around players
4: like you know, oh, it's, it's alright in context well. it's, it's alright in context after the game you're entitled to boo you're entitled to say that was your, yeah. you know, but don't message them abuse them. just just don't do
0: that shit the, the thing I, is anyway. like yeah i know we're getting sidetracked but i know you can't apply logic to football because it's an emotional thing but like <laughs> imagine if you've had a bad day at work and like tom you've had a bad day at work it's not you, your drawing's not going as well as you want that's the technical <laughs> knowledge and yeah. i you get home and there's me sending you instagram messages saying you shit and you need to like you're, you're a disgrace and it's probably <laughs> you know saying something awful about your family um, it, I just don't get it. Like people aren't gonna be like, oh well, I'm motivated to do a lot better. So um yeah, that's it for me. I, I think you're right, Thomas might be freed up. The only thing is maybe put Tino in because I, I do think yeah. Tino's that difference maker, but he's a bit he's a bit sinani esque in terms of he's either going to give you something or he's gonna give you nothing.
4: His decision making can be really ropey. Um, yeah. Tino, he doesn't sometimes he just he holds on to it too long and doesn't play, you know, he doesn't always see certain things. But then he's incredible, like Tom says, he's yeah. incredible for spells, isn't he? But that's what you get when you learn young players, though, isn't it? You get 100%. you get them learning on the on the role, though. So there
0: you go. I mean that West Brom game, two like his two goals. I don't think we're even that good. Nah, it's his like, goal of
4: the, yeah. the season already, isn't it? It's phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah. it's phenomenal.
2: <laughs> anyway, I'm um, all so the you, rest of the goals. It's not going to be. The...
0: <laughs> <laughs> You've given us your, your match prediction, Matt. Tom, what's your match prediction? I have two one as well. I, I do think talent.
3: Um, I'm not sure they will win but they can win this game um from what I'm getting from Cardiff they're they're one of the weaker teams in the league I think at the moment um and I know town are probably rock bottom of that pile in reality so I think it's a chance for town to kind of yeah have a go have a go on Saturday and pick up three points get us a bit closer to everyone else can I give you yeah. something to
4: think about Brady
0: Yes, go on. I'd love to think.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, if Town win the game and play well, does that say a lot about how the players were towards Danny Schofield? And does it, does that maybe indicate that that was the problem, that the breakdown was between the players and Danny Schofield? Or do you think, essentially my question is, if we win or lose, do you think that will identify in 90 minutes, in that micro 90 minutes, where the problems were?
0: Yeah, I, I I've predicted us for a win in this. I think I hate to say it and it's no I don't think it's even necessarily to do with Schofield. I I think you could maybe say that things weren't working tactically. I think the players will be freed, freed up. And we, we see that with whoever you normally do get a response when a manager's gone. I think we could win this game as well, because I think Cardiff have been a bit hit and miss. Um Beat
4: Middlesbrough beat Middlesbrough. No, I know, <laughs> but they,
0: you know, mm. but I think that I think the crowd will be quite positive on Saturday. Um, I'd like to think so. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think we'll win it. I think players will be freed and I don't think that's necessarily a slight on Schofield, but I think it's just, again, like we've talked about it, he's the guy after the guy who's done so well. So I think we will see a response and will get a win. And I, I don't think that necessarily just says about Schofield. I just think maybe it's kind of a... You know because we hate to i hate to say it as well but you know there is people who you say it was the cheap option to get Schofield. so i i wonder if it's going to be a response in that sense and look that would be perfect we we get a win and then we have two weeks to pick a coach and think about it um so yeah no i i think that we'll win i'm, I'm gonna go with you guys as well a Full house two one i just i just think we're gonna win um but yeah we'll, we'll see what happens but before we go this has been a long podcast thanks for sticking with us um if you leave at this point how dare you we put a lot of time into this so um <laughs> Full it's Peter time was <laughs> <laughs> oh, a bit grateful from there oh, um it's time for the amazing um i think the fans
4: can probably see i was trying my best working hard. the amazing elbow as i said set of
0: like Jordan were rested Tom take it away we need a hero don't we we, need oh, we do need them.
3: a hero maybe maybe the amazing elbow could come in and save the day so uh, yeah where were we at um, he was captured by those dinner ladies wasn't he in the Kitman's office? office um, and luckily in his in his sock out flies um, Hawkeye his little trusty companion Hawkeye and um, who helps him escape by uh, distracting the dinner ladies, basically. But as the Amazing Elbow is exiting the office, all of a sudden, Hawkeye, dot, dot, dot. And once again, thank you, listeners. You voted in your millions this week, (laughs) which is really impressive. Um, And it was actually a draw. It was a... Can you believe that? Out of, like,
2: 44
3: million votes that it ended in a draw. Um, And 36.4% voted for he malfunctions for the second time in his entire life. Um, And he also gives a weak apology. So we've combined those two together. So here it is. Um, So he exits the office, but all of a sudden Hawkeye malfunctions whilst giving a weak apology to the dinner ladies who come across a mixture of confused and angry um so yeah this this kind of uh, stuns the amazing elbow as he's escaping but all of a sudden dot 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 so what happens next so he's he's um he has malfunctions whilst giving an apology randomly to the dinner ladies and what happens next in the story Uh, matt would you as the guest would you like to kick this one off
4: Yeah, so I'm going to apologize for this before I I start because I had some time to think about this and the combination (laughs) of me and time is really dangerous. So I've gone a little bit dramatic and I've maybe written way too much for for this section and I'm trying to get my pound of flesh worth because I probably won't be on this for another couple of months to join in. So We've got um,
0: 25 characters in the Twitter poll, Matt, before.
4: So just yeah, this, this is going to be difficult to... Um... We might just have to put Matt's answer for this. Yeah. <laughs> so so shall, I, shall I try and do a dramatic, uh, dramatic yeah. reading? Brady, I'm not, I'm not, you I'm can not insert actor. some music
3: over this. That would be really good.
4: Insert an echo on my voice, Brady, and some, <laughs> some like, hero music, if you like, in the okay. background. Okay, so Hawkeye appears to fail, but on inspection there is a statement that says... Look to my coming on the first light of the fifth day, at dawn, look to the east, MH. As the increasing number of dinner ladies swarm around our hero, the sun crackles and breaks through the clouds. Our hero looks to the east, and on top of the kilner bank, we're surrounded by the low-hanging sun, is a silhouette becoming clearer with every passing second. As the sun rises over the ridge of the Kilner Bank, standing resplendent is Michael Heffley, saddled upon a giraffe in combat gear. Ready, he raises his right arm to his mouth and blows the conch, formerly known as the Josh Karoma conch, and a small army of cult heroes, led by David Wagner, all on horseback, come forward, there's Lerva, Kachunga, Moy, Schindler, Beuler, Karim Matmore, and Eric Derm with a slice of toast in his hand. And David Wagner shouts, It doesn't count how experienced you are. It doesn't count how nice you are. If you have desire, passion, you have no limits. And then they charge. Jesus. That, <laughs> draw that, Thomas. <laughs> that was I awful.
3: I, I kind of don't want to give an answer because I want to draw Michael Heffley riding
4: a um can can you tell which film I, I'd I'd caught five minutes of before actually doing that?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hey, um it was <laughs> it's um, a
4: complete ripoff,
3: isn't it? It was Alien, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, that's the one.
3: Jaws.
4: <laughs> Trolls will talk. <laughs>
3: Um, that was incredible. Um Brady, do you have an answer <laughs> to follow that?
4: I just apologize for to everyone that's had to listen to that as well before we go on.
0: I don't know. With the dramatic music <laughs> over the top, that's gonna sound great. Good luck, Brady. I mean, thanks. Yeah. yeah. This is what Tom just gives me more stuff to edit. I've got a, yeah. a tight deadline to get it out as it is. Um how do you follow that? Um <sighs>
4: After How do you follow Karim Matmore? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, I've kind of forgotten what's happened to Horgey. So what is malfunctioning and um he's reading the uh, apology we, whilst we, malfunctioning.
3: Um that's it. And then what happens all of a sudden? So the amazing elbow's escaping, and all of a sudden.
0: <sniffs> all of a sudden, you hear a shriek. Mm. And it's coming from the dugout. <laughs> and there's a mysteriously shadow, shadowy figure sat in the manager's seat. Ooh, ooh, bit topical. Matt's mm-hmm. was topical though, the
3: return of Wagner. Oh, what can I do? Um, so mine is, and all of a sudden, um he <laughs> he elbows. Alex Bruce and, Al- and Alex Bruce gets a red card for it
4: <laughs> that was amazing I was at that game it's one of the funniest things you've ever seen isn't it but Alan Lee just runs past him and just goes whack and then just plays plays innocent and do you remember the time at MK Dons as well there was a, a big lumbering centre-back whose centre of gravity was in his head yeah I'm trying to remember his name uh McKenzie, Gary Mackenzie. And uh, Alan Lee absolutely shithoused him and Mackenzie went about six inches from him to argue with him and Alan Lee did a swan dive like this and <laughs> went down, and he got him sent off. It was amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. I'd love Alan yeah. Lee on the podcast. Yeah. A shithouse episode with Alan Lee. Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I might that'd ask him. World well, Cup break. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: Let's yeah. try it. Let's try it. it. Let's try it. Um, right, okay. So we've got three answers there. So we've got... Um, uh, Michael Heffler's Giraffe Army on the return of of a uh, yep. shadowy figure in the manager's seat, and um, Tom. I love how you've been referring to him as the cab- uh, Steve Bruce as the Cabbage Man and the Cabbage Boy, and you just went, "Yeah, he just elbows, Alex Bruce, just yeah. give him the game away."
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's going to um, win because that's really funny.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. It's going to be the return of. Oh, come on, Matt. It's going to be the Giraffe it's- Army. It's if, the
4: pre- precursor, isn't it, to Return of the King? That's the yeah. whole yeah. joke.
3: Yeah. Exactly. If if Matz doesn't win, then there's no justice.
4: Please in, don't clip me actually doing it on podcast. on camera as well, Brady, because I if, felt like such Matt, a twat. Felt like such a twat me. delivering that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if Mats if Matts doesn't win, it's because the twenty five characters have let us down. It's because people don't
4: listen to the podcast, Brady, and just vote. <laughs> they do
0: what listen. Happens, what they this is the live. best thing. <laughs> is it the best bit right okay we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there before i um you know get to have a little tantrum uh thanks to everyone for listening this has been a long one but we did want to talk about and the next steps and obviously with the name pod not not getting done we wanted to really include that um so yeah thanks to matt and and tom for joining me thanks to you all for listening thank you to magic rock as always for sponsoring guess what you can get 10 percent off all line i can't say it all online orders i always for, uh, stop at that bit with the goad A-H-T-T-C-10 um, so check that out and I'm sure we'll all be at the taproom on Saturday celebrating the start of the uh, the new interim reign or maybe permanent if it goes well who knows Uh ta for now that's it I'm going to shut up thanks to all for listening we'll see you next time up the town up the town so
3: town play up. bring the car.
5: Back to
4: Lads, what's your favourite 90th minute goal? Got to be halfway against Leeds. A shot from Moy and sliding in at the death, Michael Heffley. Great finish to the game.
3: Shared with my family. Only made better by ordering McDonald's via McDelivery delivery afterwards.
0: Three points, not nugget, share box, spot on. Order McDelivery delivery now via the McDonald's app, you in.
4: At participating restaurants, eighteen plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.